360 Wisdom Speaks podcast would like to give a big shout out to our sponsor today, Alternative Solutions with Results. They are innovators in vibrational medicine. Check out their website, https colon double slash join dot tribers dot io forward slash frequency 528. And now back to the show. And we are back at 360 Wisdom Speaks. And today, do we have a treasure with us? She's calling in from Boise, Idaho. Her name is Jerry Habstreet. And she's going to talk all about consciousness. But before we dig into that, Nicole's going to tell you a little bit about what Jerry is and what she does. Take it away there, Nicole. All right. And Jerry is an evasive quantum healer now for 12 years and an energy healer for much, much longer. As a child, she knew why people were sick and understood and used the practice running energy through the body to heal. When she was 34, she had a week-long dream or awakening where she was shown or and could heal with hands-on in person from a distant, amazing, seeing that ahead of time. She was also shown that it would be absolutely confidence and trust in herself in order for this to be realized. She is on a path of self-discovery through self-healing and realization that was literally taking her around the world to learn and master evasive quantum healing techniques. Uh, let's see, and she has learned this through going to, let's see, uh, Maya in Guatemala, joined the ceremony in healing with Buddhist monks in Thailand, Hindu priests in India, and the Canari in Ecuador. She is here to assist everybody to heal the past, expand, and lift into new state of consciousness and experience a new reality. Welcome, Jerry Habstreet, to the show. Thank you. Welcome. I'm glad to be here with you both. Well, we are excited about sharing what you have to offer to the audience. Whoo, what a bio. <laughs> so, <laughs> so take it away, my dear, and just whew, tell us all about it. Well, where would you like me to start? I've, I've been doing this for so long. It's been, um, consciousness has been, you know, it's funny because I was just thinking about this just yesterday, how um, I can recall, I'm doing a lot of inner child work 
um, which is imperative. If you want to lift in consciousness at all, um, the ego will constantly try sabotage you. And it'll show up in funny little ways. You'll be on your way to a journey to go expand to consciousness. And all of a sudden, you know, the plane will be canceled or you'll get in a car accident or something will happen. And you'll think you'll blame the outside world. But when really it is an aspect of your subconscious that's stopping you from that expansion. And so if the goal is constantly to expand and to lift into higher dimensions, because they're all open right now, all the way up to the ninth, the ego is going to constantly be there as the, the little child, right? And if you can think of maybe a child, a young child standing outside of the school, um, waiting for one of their parents to come and pick them up, and the, the parent forgets or the parent is late and the child freaks out, that's like what's going on with the soul. The young child will not let that parent go, <laughs> will not allow you to expand if it doesn't feel safe and like it's taken care of. So, and right now we're in a choice month. So the opportunity and the gateways are open. Today's a gateway that's wide open. And these are opportunities to say yes to that part of yourself. And every time you do this, the, the ego will, the, the inner child will, will come in and you'll know it by lack of presence. You'll know it by being agitated. You'll know it by your emotional field. You'll know it by crying really easily or, you know, being drawn to young kids, wanting to be around them, um, you know, needing to really feel your joy more. And so as I was going through this process yesterday, I was called back to when I was, you know, pretty young, um, my parents did a fair amount of bickering in the house. <laughs> and this was troubling to me as a child because I was very awake. And even though I knew that they were quite a bit older than me, I still knew that it didn't matter that I was three or four, that I had massive amounts of wisdom and knowing and vision. And and so when I would see these things going on, they were extremely troubling to me. And I used to always think, I wish I could hide like a tape recorder or not a tape recorder, but a, um, a video camera in my house. Because I knew that if I could play it back to my parents when they were relaxed, they would not act the way they act. And that's really the first level of consciousness is to be able to lift to a state where you could witness yourself. And when you witness yourself, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be acting like this. <laughs> maybe and, so, right? Maybe not, right? And so at a very young age, I was always, I was, I just realized now that I was already aware of the fact that had they been able to witness themselves, they could have changed things. Yeah. And it would have been hard to do back then, but now it'd be so easy to do, right? As a child to to hide a video camera in the house and <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, the way the technology is, all you got to do yeah. is have your little phone and not every kid has a phone. Right, right. right. Yeah, mom, see how you're acting? Listen to yourself, right? <laughs> Look. <And> like, oh. <laughs> Parents are doing it all the time for the kids, right? If you look at YouTube, you see it all the time. Exactly, like, oh, exactly. That way. <laughs> 
Well, I tell you, the changing world that we have, and when you talk about that consciousness and that awareness, you know, I think consciousness and awareness are kind of go hand in hand, you know, and really pay attention and be relevant to what is it that I am doing? What is it that maybe I should be changing, <laughs> right? And again, we have to look back, you know, how what our old habits are. And, and again, it's what we perceived and what we were growing up in and, and, and taught, right? And like you said, you know, you're f very familiar as a young child that, you know, this isn't comfortable, yet it was what was always there. So when did you recognize it as an adult when you were in a situation? Did you start that bickering and all of a sudden, like, have your wake-up call saying, oh, no, I'm not going to become my parents, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And as you're sharing this, I mean, I and I can remember the moments, especially with my first son, when my, you know, it's my ex-husband now, but at the time when we would start to um, fight, I would always look over at him to notice if he was watching and if he was aware. Because right. I can remember me watching and being aware and knowing way more than they knew that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the kids are like that right now. And he, yeah. I mean, and he had these ears that were, they, I mean, he was taking it all in. And so I was simultaneously, and actually it was an internal struggle with me because I'd married someone who was very controlling. And so it was like, okay, if I say nothing, then I'm showing my kids that it's okay to be controlled. So right. it's like, I need, to, I need to say something. I need to stand up for myself and show them that it's not okay. But then that would sometimes equal a, an argument. Exactly. <laughs> that, would, that would, you know, and, you know, had I, had I been in that position now, it would have been completely different. But that was my awareness and state of consciousness at the time but I was very aware of my child observing this and recognized myself as that child doing the same thing yeah that that's almost kind of scary in itself right like oh my gosh oh my gosh what do I do here what do I do here right mm -hmm. I know um I have grandchildren right and when they were little especially my daughter's little guy, because he was very intuitive. She understood that because well, obviously she grew up around me, right? And, uh, you know, there were things that he was doing. And, and then when he got to talking, he was, by one year old, he was in sentences. And um, she would always say, go ask your grandma. Go ask your grandma. Because he was seeing angels and, you know, all kinds of things. And so to be able to work with a child openly, gives them a different perspective um, through life and what's, <clears throat> you know, how they're growing up and what's happening. Because again, they have questions. And like you said earlier, it's like, wow, what is coming out of these children today? They come in with memory that we didn't have, you know, and we're, we're probably like three different generations right here. And when you look at just 10 years or 20 years difference. And then when you go to 30 or 40 years difference, wow, it's huge to watch how children respond and, and what they know. So helping them to understand that and being able to now recognize those things in yourself, you know, that you have for years and getting that clarity. Um, I know in the 80s, when I finally 
met up with somebody leaving, you know, Midwest, you know, where there's really nothing land and, and coming out into, into Denver and being exposed to another world of metaphysics that was totally unheard of back there, um, changed my life because it gave me an understanding of what I had been doing all my life that I thought everybody did, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, they don't, and they still don't, you know, so come and working up through that. So what I'm hearing you say is to be able to recognize that in your child and then what is it that you do and how are you going to be raising that child and talking differently so that they're not going to have that hindrance and hopefully stop that from continuing. You know, we, we see generational habits going on and it takes, it takes someone to say this, the buck stops here. Right. Right. So what, what was your number one, say awakening and that bringing those pieces together where the understanding was, Oh, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, I actually had a few of those. Um, I think my, f I, well, I had several. I mean, I had several experiences as a middle schooler, you know, laying in bed and falling back into my third eye and traveling. Um, several experiences too, when I'd be left at home to babysit. And I didn't want to go to sleep because I was kind of scared. So I'd be in this half sleep <laughs> state and half awake state. And I'd find myself in the room hearing all these voices in another space, like over my bed going, wait a minute, there's no one in the house. Everyone's gone. Where are these voices coming from? And kind of being so scared, not knowing how to get back in my body again. Right. So I, I had some of those as a child, but I kind of wrote them off because I didn't know who to talk to about it. I didn't even know how to begin a conversation. So I just kind of let them go. Um, but my first really big wake up is I had a, a brother that passed away. Um, he was 24 and I was 29-ish. Um, and he kind of fell off a scaffolding and ruptured a spleen and ended up dying a couple weeks later. So it was an accident. And after that experience, um, I really went into this mode, like, where are you? I know you're somewhere. <laughs> where are you? I know you're not dead. I know that much. <laughs> and I asked all these questions and I started to get answers. And the answers were quite spectacular. Um, I was drawn to books. And while I was reading the books, my brother was actually coming back to me and bringing me items in the books before I would read them. So for example, I would, one page I'm reading about a daughter who lost her brother and her brother brought her roses, right? Same thing that happened to me. And at the same time, my bedroom filled up with roses. Wow. And so I had several of these experiences and I went, oh my God, it was, it was like, Steve, you're right here. I know you're here. <laughs> and so I'm in the car and I'm, and he loved Pink Floyd. He went to the concert. Matter of fact, Two weeks before he passed, he said to me, I'm going to the Pink Floyd concert, Jerry, because you know you don't live forever. Wow. And this was wow. like two weeks before he died. And so he was really a big Pink Floyd fan. Um, and so I said, okay, I'm in the car driving and I'm like talking to this empty space knowing that he's there because I can feel him now. And I'm like, if you're really here, put Pink Floyd on the radio. Next song was Comfortably Numb. <laughs> And so this went on for quite some time. So then I knew without a doubt 
that there was way more going on than I was being shown or told. So then that really leaped me into listening to mediums, reading about mediums, reading about angels, um, reading about miracles. And then that's when I had the experience that you shared, Nicole, in, in my bio, where I was, I had like a one week, I don't know, awakening. It was almost like I was dreaming, but I wasn't. I went to bed every night um, and I was taken somewhere and I was brought back home completely energized, feeling absolutely amazing. And I was shown how I can heal people from a distance. I was shown me on all these acts of, um, I had to have absolute confidence and I could catapult my body across <laughs> amazing distances. And I was shown how, like if I was in a choir of people, how I had to be able to step out of the choir and be able to sing and not care what anyone thought about me. And it was night after night, these dreams picked up where they were left off and they just kept going. And you're still having those journeys and, and, and the continuation of that is, is so amazing. Um, and, and being able to do that, well, I just kind of instantaneously traveled when I was a child. I had a lot of the similar experiences that you had and just that amazement that you have the ability to trust your intuition, trust your guidance, have faith that you're being directed in the correct place and that you are in that state of awareness that you can appreciate it that you can appreciate what you're being shown maybe you don't fully understand it at the time but just being able to go into yes this is amazing and the and the energy the energy of that moment the frequency change where you're just like yes i i am here right now right you're so open and ready for it and, and just to be able to kind of just that quantizing com compounding when you allow it, you get more, right? That manifesting, especially now, this, that's such a good lesson. But right now, what people are going through, uh, like, like you had mentioned, the children, the star-seated children, mm -hmm. and, and the ability to, to uh, you know, conquer any of that uh, emotions or those triggers to go right into the triumph and, and to have that ability to motivate yourself. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it gives you that ability, to, going back to that inner child experience, uh, to recognize those experiences and what those experiences meant and, and what you can do with it now. It's so different. I, I would absolutely assume that, that being able to work with that inner child and say, hey, you know what, this is a moment that, that we can recognize each other and that we can share space, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, and that's a key thing you mentioned too about the, the trusting you, what you see and trusting your intuition, because that, that's one of the aspects of the inner child I was, I've been working with lately because I, I saw a lot as a child and I shared some of it to parents who weren't quite as open <laughs> as I am <laughs> to a parent of my children. And their response in not trying to hurt me, but I, I sh ended up shutting down my vision because of that. And I think a lot of people shut down their trust in their experiences, their intuition and all of that because they're born into a family that where that's not all supported. And so now you have to go backwards and, and heal that aspect of yourself and, and really bring up that inner child and say, you know what, I honor you for who you are. You saw everything. You were brilliant. You were, I mean, you got to give yourself all that you didn't get back then 
to heal that aspect of yourself. So it'll say, okay, now I'll show you again. <laughs> now you can see again. Yeah. It teaches you how to navigate through the rest of your life. When you heal mm -hmm. that moment, it's so empowering. Ladies, this is getting deeper and deeper. We are going to take a short break and then we're going to be right back. And we're going to talk about all the aspects of what that little inner child needed to do to survive and to come forward to be the beautiful woman that she is today. Three Sixty Wisdom Speaks podcast would like to give a big shout out to our sponsor today, Alternative Solutions with Results. They are innovators in vibrational medicine. Check out their website, https colon double slash join dot dot io forward slash frequency 528. And now back to the show. Thank you, everyone. And we are back here with Jerry Hebstreet from Idaho. She has been sharing some beautiful stories on her huh, amazing childhood. And uh, we're actually seeing like each other's background almost. It's like, wow. You know, so when you look at how small the world really is and how we've all grown up, the similarities and the overlap of stories, you know, that put us in our field of healing and opening to the world. It's pretty fascinating. And uh, learning your story, I know Nicole's and Nicole has known mine. And so to hear your story, Jerry, and what you've been sharing here today is really pretty fabulous. And before the break, we started talking a little bit about finding that inner child because you know you you actually go introvert when you start sharing things that you thought everybody knew or acted and responded to and it scares people and so you begin to shut down yet that child is still wanting to get out there and play and just be you know and then all of a sudden the world changes and once you start walking in your truth again the child wants to protect you right? Mm -hmm. And says, well, wait a minute, you know, remember what happened way back when? And so now it's communicating with that, that child to say it's safe, right? So if you want to continue with your story there, Jerry, and share a little bit about where it took you and how you had that conversation with your child so that there's no more conflict. Yeah, well, and, and it's and it's still ongoing. Um, boy, ongoing for twenty years. You know, just when you think you've got it all taken care of, <laughs> oh, right. the energy gets turned up and fine tuned a little bit more, and back I am putting a picture of my three year old on the wall, giving her hugs and kisses every day. And um, but what I'm really seeing is the, um, you know, and and I'm gonna. Because I'm so in the energy, it's actually a timely topic. Um, you know, it's not even that anyone had to... Um, it, it was more of, more of a needing of the child to be honored and respected for who I was and not dismissed because I was so little, right? They didn't have to go along with me. They didn't have to whatever. It's just... Uh, you know, I honor you for who you are. I believe you for who you are. Um, 
you know, and I love you for who you are, no matter what, right? So there, there's an energy of openness that I was needing to, to not shut those things down. And so what I'm finding very useful, what I did, I'm like, okay, so how can I do this another way? Because I've written the letters, I was very clear of what I needed. I, I needed respect for being, even though I was little, to be respected for who I was, even though I wasn't a big person, right? And I needed to be, you know, recognized and accepted for my gifts and, and those kind of things. And so I'm like, okay, so I had awareness around this. So how can I really get into this? You know, how do you really help that inner child? And so for me, I needed something visual. So what I did is I found a photograph of myself um, when I was oh, about three years old and I removed the background. I uploaded it to my computer, removed the background. I put it in Canva because it's you know, there's all kinds of creation tools in there. And I'm going to say, and I would go to it each day, and I'm still doing it. This has been a two-week process for me. You know, what am I feeling like this little girl needs around her today? Maybe some pink, maybe some hearts. So then I'll insert the background of that. And what did this little girl need? Did she need, you know, a sand bucket? Did she need, you know, crystals going up? Did she need bright colored sunglasses? Did she need a bow in her hair? And you can sit and find all of those tools. So I, each day I'm, I'm, you know, little Jerry, the queen, little Jerry, the princess, little Jerry, the fairy, you know, wow. little Jerry, the one that can That's see. That's an incredible visual. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Little Jerry at the beach. The other day was all about seeing I had a hat with eyes on it and I had this big eye background. And so every day, whatever I feel like I'm needing that I didn't get, get or I'm not getting at the time, I'm actually putting it on myself on the computer and I sit and look at it. And it does a number of things. You're spending a lot of time looking at your inner child. You're reflecting back to the time, what did she really need back then? Because it's so easy to get caught up in the now and what's going on to dismiss and forget that. And you're adding a lot of joy to the process, which is imperative for the inner child to have that joy. And you're creating and that's what kids do, right? So you're engaging so many aspects of the inner child to assist the inner child in the process. And it's fun because I can, because I'm so sensitive to, I can add sparkles on my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel sparkles on my head. <laughs> I can give her a little magic wand and I'm like, there it is. I can feel it in my hand. <laughs> and so you, you find yourself in this amazing process as well. So um, that's just one of my tools that I've been playing with now. I'm probably going to do a little um, YouTube on it someday and kind of walk people through, through the process. But that's a great idea, you know, to really help heal that child because you know the difference between time you know what is time is totally irrelevant it's a frame of mind right and so when you're in that and you're with that child that inner child that little girl she's still that little girl and now you're giving her everything that she needed and so that healing starts to happen and that process is then fast forwarded into the adult you because it's still all you and so she's going to respond differently whenever you put a clip in your hair 
or if you put little sparklies on your, you know, your eyes for your, your shadow and things like that, right? You know, all of that's going to trigger and she's going to be this happy little girl out there doing what she wants to do. So that's, that's amazing. You know, thank you for sharing that. I sure. love Kenza. Yeah. 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 And then you can put <laughs> little on it. You could put little, like, I put little words all around the outside of her, like, you are amazing. I honor you. I love you. And I put all the little words around her, the words that I wanted to hear. I'm basically giving it to her. And eventually, that little girl will be so healed that she'll allow the priestess to ah. come in. Yes. The or the, um, you know, I've, and I've got a book going around in the, I better not. <laughs> right but you let the higher aspect of you your soul come in and lead once once that little girl feels good nurtured right. for, and little boy you know whoever right. um then they they say okay now they'll let the, the wise aspect of yourself come in and take over and then there's ideally this balance of the inner child and the wise priestess Woo, that sounds exciting. <laughs> you let the you let the cat out the bag. So what's this gonna be all about? <laughs> You're talking to authors here. <laughs> you know, I I love that idea. I think that'd be a great thing to heal with clients, doing a lot of energy. Oh, definitely. That's gotta be an amazing step when you when working with people to show them the creation to see, because not everybody is visual. Um, right. And, and there's times where we get stuck, especially when we're stuck in that inner child self part and, and we're, we're kind of combating, we're kind of fighting with ourselves, right? We're fighting with our sabotage or ego or inner child and we're stuck just to see that moment. And you've got to laugh, right? How fun is that at that moment in that joy of creation where you're just boosting yourself? Mm -hmm. Oh, even, you know, printing those pictures off and start putting them, you know, in, in a, you know, in, in a, in a, in a portrait on the wall, like a collage, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, people come by, oh, is that when you were little? Yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and because you can, you know, you can write your story the way you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So it's always consistently changing. So rather than keeping it to the self, become that expression of it and put it all around you uh it, it's it's a beautiful thing i and i've i've uh, read some you know different books um i don't know the author's name right off the you know the top of my head but they were sharing you know things like that rewrite your story you know when you re adjust your brain and your truth and your beliefs you know if you didn't like what happened back there change the story because you know what <laughs> that story that you wrote isn't really 100% correct anyway because it's coming from the perception of a child's eyes to justify and to create something there that was livable and acceptable. So was that really what happened? Well, it became such a belief. It, it stayed within, you know, the essence of who we are. So to be able to rewrite that story, like what you just shared, I mean, I'm seeing this picture of you and this little girl, you know, getting all dressed up, getting flowers and, you know, and, and being told, you know, that she's amazing and she's lovable. It's like, wow, that is, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, well, had I known we were going to go here with the topic, I would have I would had some screen shares. I could have showed you some fun little pictures and, and maybe inspired well, some people. <laughs> I guess maybe that that means show number two is coming up, right? There we go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know we we're, we're always creating, and until we go back and heal that, we're subconsciously creating the unhealed parts of our past exactly and as you said just been going on for 20 years well you know mine's been going on since 1974 that was a long time ago <laughs> and so it is a continuation that journey changes all the time and it's so awesome to be able to be in a position like this you know doing shows and interviewing you know people that share these beautiful stories because people really need to hear that it's a support that there really is sunshine out there, mm -hmm. right? There is the love. There is someone there mm -hmm. that can lift you up, you know? And if it only hears, you know, only one person ears hears it, it's worth the whole thing that just happened, you know? And it does create a ripple effect and you never know who's listening, you know? So it's a blessing to always share that and that's kind of what 360 wisdom speaks is all about is really getting that share out there and the understanding that we are not alone in the world and everyone's story really isn't that much different than someone else's so thank you jerry for sharing your story and sharing how you are helping your little you know inner child really shine and change that story so we are definitely going to get you back on another show where you can talk about maybe you can show us pictures of how you did it and what you did and by then you may have pieces of your book ready to go <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us jerry thank you nicole and we will all see you on the next episode thank you